Hallelujah. All right. Let's just follow the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, think about everything that uh, we worship the Lord in in this truth. Think about uh, the prophetic word. Think about the prayers. And let's just move forward in that direction. Amen. Uh, Let's go to Psalms chapter 34, verse number 10. Psalms chapter 34, verse 10. We'll use this for a text. Let's read 9 and 10. Psalms 34, 9 and 10. When you're there, say amen. Psalms 34, 9. Oh, fear or reverence. Reverence the Lord, ye His saints. Say, He's talking about me. Oh, reverence the Lord, ye His saints. For there is no want, there's no lack, there's no deficiency. No deficiency to them that fear, that reverence Him. Say, I reverence the Lord. Verse number 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, say, I seek the Lord. Now, this is a promise. You've got to claim it by faith. Remember, His promises are yes, waiting on our amen, right? The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want, shall not lack, shall not be deficient in any good thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you, Brother Larry, for your prayers. Uh, be sure and uh, pray for Donnie, Michelle, and all of them. They're uh, having a family day, and uh, they well deserve it. But we pray for safety as they travel, and, and we do miss them. Glad to have Brother Whitby with us here this morning. Uh, we, uh, we've missed you. We understand that everything in this life is busy. Amen. But I'm glad each one of you is here. You know, you could be anywhere, but you're here this morning. And so let's just see. Let's, let's build our faith. Amen. Let's, let's, let's let the Word of God uh, speak to us and let it. Uh, do what only it can do in our life. Fulfill um, every uh, empty spot in your life and my life is can only be filled by the Word because the Word's Jesus, right? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Amen. And, and, and so Jesus is that Word. So uh, notice what He said here. He said, "If you and I, if we're in the place where we reverence the Lord, in other words, we put Him first. He said there was no want. There was no deficiency in our life. Now, we look at that, and and, and we've got a contradiction. Now, see, we've got a covenant, but we've got a contradiction. It's just like Abraham. Uh, Abraham had a covenant. He had a promise that he was going to have an Isaac in his life, but the contradiction was he was too old. Uh, The contradiction was that Sarah, Sarah was too old. So they had a covenant. They had a promise, but they had a contradiction. So this morning, you have a promise from the Lord, uh, but just because you have a promise from the Lord uh, doesn't mean that you've walked in that promise yet. Come on, because everything is progressive in this walk. And so uh, because you don't have the promise doesn't mean that God has lied or doesn't mean that you're not qualified because Jesus qualifies you. Amen. 
by faith, you, you qualify for the promises of God. So uh, we're not going to let the devil discourage us or uh, paint us in a corner or put us in a box and say, well, God may do that for somebody else, but he's not going to do it for me. No, devil, you're a liar. God will do it for me because he'll do it for my brothers and my sisters. Amen. That's the kind of God he is. So he said there in verse number 10, he said that... Uh, that there's the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord. So uh, we got to recognize and realize that the devil, uh, uh, as a lion, he wants to seek who he may devour, right? And so if he's having to seek who he may devour, that doesn't mean he can devour you and I, because we made a choice, right? We've made a choice to trust in the Lord. We've made a choice to walk by the Spirit and to, and to hold on. So First Peter 5, 8, yes, he is as a roaring lion, but we serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen? And so uh, there's going to always be lack in that area, but in our area in the tribe of Judah, in the line of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said there would be no lack. So... Uh, we, we step back and we say, now, wait a minute. Uh, you know, I'm dealing with this in my mind. I'm, I'm having some battles in my mind. I'm having some concerns. I'm having some anxiety. I'm having some situations. Or maybe in my body, I'm dealing with some pain or, or some discomfort. I'm dealing with some things that, that doesn't match up to what the Word says. So uh, I've got to recognize and realize that the Word of God always brings me up higher. Because before I met Jesus, before I got born again, I was at the bottom of the mud hole. Come on, I was wallowing like the like the, the pig that Peter wrote about. Like I was like the dog going back to the vomit. I was as low as I could go. And when I heard the name of Jesus and I called upon that name, He lifted me up. Come on, He lifted everyone that calls upon Him. He lifts us up. And so as we hear that word, He progressively pulls us up because our mind, our soul is being renewed. Our, our, our body is being pruned uh, by the Word of God. We're learning how to walk by the Spirit. We're learning how to walk in the Spirit. And as we do those things, we get in a place in a position where the promises doesn't change, but the Word of God has prepared me and changed me for the promise. Amen? In other words, I'm in the place of receptivity. I'm in the place where I'm ready to receive. Say, I'm ready to receive. So this morning, you're in a place to receive, amen, because you're here reverencing the Lord, you're here hungry, and you're here saying, I'm going to trust you, Lord, amen? So the, so we see that, the, that there's some situations. Now, let's, let's just um, back up here just a little bit um, to Psalms 23 for a second witness of what we're talking about. I know you know this psalm very well. It, it really bothers me. This psalm, they use this at funerals all the time. This is not a death psalm. Psalms 22 is the death psalm. It's the psalm that told everything that went on on the cross when Jesus was on the cross, everything that happens. That's past tense. That's Old Testament. That's Old Covenant. We're living in Psalms 23. This is the now psalm. This is the life psalm. And we got, we're looking forward to Psalms 24, which is the psalm of heaven. Come on, it's the psalm of the eternity, amen? But right now, we're living in this understanding, Psalms 23, 1, the Lord is, present tense, right now, He is my shepherd. He is your shepherd, amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. So, as I was walking around these church chairs yesterday and praying, 
I, 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 I just kept hearing that. The Lord said, remind my people they've got to come in agreement with my word and they've got to decree my word out of their own mouth where it will produce in their own life what I promised. Amen? And so what we've got to do, whatever you're lacking this morning, whatever you might have a, a want or a need in your life, you come back and you put the name of Jesus above it. Come on. Uh, if you've got pain in your body, you, you, you go, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I, I do not want of relief. Come on, I do not want of relief. I have relief. I have it in my body. I have it in my mind. I have it in my bank account. I have it in my marriage. I have it in my work relationships. I have it in my family relationships. I have it in my neighbor relationships because God said so. Amen? Come on now. We've got to change what we're seeing. We've got to change what we're feeling. And we can only change it by the truth of the Word of God. Amen? All right. So, um, do, do we have the CEV there? What do we have? Put the Amplified up there then. 23.1, yes. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, I love this. Now, what, what they want us to see here is, is the, put the emphasis on the shepherd. When we put the emphasis on Jesus, that's when the answer comes. Amen. So when I say the Lord is my shepherd, I'm saying he's the one that's going to feed me. Man can't feed me. The world can't feed me. They can't, in other words, they can't put in me what I need. They can't put in you what you need. Amen. But he will not only feed me, but he will guide me. Come on, that's what y'all were talking about this morning. That's what was in worship. That was the prophetic word that was going out. By the word of God, we're going to have His guide. We're going to have the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth. Remember what we read, John 14, 26? Wasn't by accident. <laughs> that's how good God is. Amen. He, knew what, he knows what He's doing. He leads us and guides us into all He brings things back to our remembrance where we'll know what to say about our situation than what we're feeling. Amen? If I keep saying what I'm feeling, that's all I'm going to ever have. But if I say what God says, He changes what I'm feeling into what He has for me. Amen? Now notice, He said He would shield me. The Lord fights my battles. Come on. He will shield me. You've got Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, take on the whole armor of God. Come on. And then He goes on, the full armor of God. Uh, and 6.18 tells us the way we can bring this in manifestation is praying in the Spirit. Praying by the Holy Ghost. When, and you have the, the very first thing above all, taking the shield of faith. See, that shield of faith is what will uh, protect us. The Word of God is your protection. It will guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues, the boundaries of life. Uh, in the book of Proverbs, we, we, we want the, the, that shield to, to uh, be a separation to us. But he said, I shall not lack. Now, there's one version. I believe it's the CEV. Uh, I, 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 my mind's racing, but it, it, it says, he goes, Father, you're my Lord, and I have need of nothing. When we recognize and realize that that that. God is our Father, but He's through Jesus, He's our Lord. We have need of nothing because He's our everything. 
He's our everything. So when the devil starts showing us what we don't have, what do we do? We show him the empty tomb. We show him the blood dripping off the cross. And we show him a risen Savior sitting on the right hand of the Father. And we have it all. Amen? We have it all this morning. So I shall not lack. I shall not lack. Amen? We've got to decree it. We've got to hold on to it. We've got to believe it. Sister Victoria put Psalms 84, 11. Psalms 84, verse number 11. Hallelujah. This is your promise. For the Lord is a son and a shield to me. Now, I want you to think about this, this son just for a second. Remember what happened to the, the enemies of the children of Israel? You look in the, in specifically in the book of Numbers. And it talks about, uh, uh, it said that the enemies of God's people, they melted because there was no defense from the sun. But see, what did God do is He led them through the exodus. And as you look there in the first five books of Moses, as He's led the children into the place of the promised land, He shaded them in the desert. He warmed them by night, but He kept them cool by the day. Come on. He is a sun and a shield. Now notice this. The Lord will give grace and glory. This morning, we know what the Apostle Paul said. He, he said that God's grace was sufficient. The, the word means enough. God's grace is enough for every situation that I may encounter, that you may encounter. And in that grace, the glory of God manifests itself. What's the glory of God? Jesus. Jesus is the glory of God. And, and we have this promise. Now, notice this. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. Come on, that's your promise this morning. So, you, 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 you see the promise of the Lord, and you see maybe the lack uh, in that situation, in that circumstance, and you say, now, wait a minute. God will not withhold that from me. Now, I want to quickly add, if the devil may tell you, well, you're not walking uprightly, 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that Jesus Christ was made sin that you could be made righteous. So if you're made righteous, that means you're walking uprightly. Amen. We're walking by grace. Faith in God's grace. And, and so you qualify. So that means the devil is the one that is holding something from you, from me. And in the name of Jesus, we have all power over the devil. So there may be some things that God is saying, I don't want you to pray about this anymore. To me, I want you to execute your authority. I want you to step out in your apostolic authority. I want you to step out in the anointing. And I want you to tell the devil what I have done and command him to take his hands off of God's property. Amen? This is important because you and I, if we understand that God's not withholding anything from us, then we've got to see what the source is. And we've got to see that God's willing and God has it for us. And then we execute our authority and we walk by faith. And guess what? It's going to be manifested in your life, in my life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So as I was walking around these these chairs praying, the the Lord said, "I want I want to put three things on on my people's heart in the morning, uh, and these three things I I want them to walk out. I want them to see that they have no lack uh, in my love. Number one, number two, they have no lack in liberty, and number three, they have no lack in 
life with longevity. Uh, and you realize there's a spirit of suicide that's, that's manifesting terribly. We're, going, we're, we're seeing things happening because people are being pulled in by darkness. And, and, and we're, we're seeing suicide, double suicides. We're seeing things happening uh, in, in, in and around the church world. Because why? Because the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And so you and I have got to be in the place where we see the promise of God and we've got to help hold each other up in the Lord. Amen? But let's look at this. Let's look at the love of God first. Let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to the teachings of Jesus. John chapter 15, verse number 9. John chapter 15, verse number 9. Look what the Lord Jesus Christ says to you and I this morning. <clears throat> he said, As the Father hath loved me. Now mark that word as down. Now that word as from the Greek means just exactly what you would think it means. It means into the same degree. Now let this soak into your life because this is why the devil hates you so much. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, think about the love of the Father. The love of the Father, that Jeremiah tells us, is an everlasting love. The love of the Father is a love that is in perfection that Paul, the Apostle Paul, goes into great detail in Romans chapter 8, telling us that nothing, no trial, no persecution, no, none of the things that you, you look at those uh, in the closing verses can separate us from the love of God. Not one thing that you can encounter, that I can encounter, can separate us from the love of God. So, Jesus wants us to see. He said, as the Father has loved me, I love you. Oh, my goodness. Now, let that sink into our hearts this morning by the power of the Holy Ghost. As, in the same degree that God the Father loves Jesus, that's how Jesus loves us. And Jesus said that when you look at me, in other words, when we read the Gospels, when we look at His life and His ministry, He said, you've seen the Father. So, the way that God loved Jesus is the way that really, through Jesus, God loves you. Isn't that something? Now, I don't know about you, but people that I love, I give them grace. I give them slack. But I also encourage them. And I also give them a word that might correct them. I give them a word that will create expectancy in their life. This is what God is doing for us through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. He's given us words that will give us hope that maybe correct us, that will encourage us, that will point us in the right direction, as, as. So I have no lack in love this morning. So what I have to do, I have to look at a situation, if I'm having issues with my neighbor or a co-worker, or if I'm having issues with a friend or a family member, or if I'm having issues with a presidential situation, whatever it might be, I can love because God gave me love. I have no lack. So I speak the Word of God over the situation. Right now, I have strained relationships with family. And so I speak the truth of the Word of God. I love. And God's love never... Human love will fail. 
but God's love will never fail. So guess what? I can love when someone's unlovable by the power of the Spirit of God, and that love can destroy yokes. Come on, it can change hearts. It can change minds. All of these things. So, I have no lack this morning in the love of God. Now, drop down to verse number 13. Verse number 13, John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Now, we know Jesus is talking about himself. And Jesus, he become a friend of publicans and sinners. I'm so glad. He become my friend where I didn't have to be a publican and a sinner no longer. I am saved by grace. I am no longer a sinner. I am a saint because God said I was. Amen? I am redeemed. I am forgiven. I am turned from black to white. My black sin covered my life, but the red blood of Jesus makes me white as the driven snow. Amen? Even whiter. That's the confidence. That's the truth. So, I have the love of the Father that was demonstrated through Jesus. God demonstrated His love to me while I was yet a sinner. Romans 5, 8, Christ died for me. Amen? So, as, as, the same way that God loved Jesus, that's how Jesus loves me, and that's reflecting the love of God into my life. So, I lack not in love. Romans 5, 5. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart, my heart, by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. I have no love lack. I have no love. See, love conquers all. Love never fails. You cannot fail this morning. In any situation, in any circumstance, in your relationships, in your whole life, you shall not lack because of the love of God is being poured out by the endless... The Holy Spirit is the type of bringing the Word of God, the water that Ezekiel wrote about that flows out from underneath the throne. That's that's the power of the Spirit bringing Jesus, bringing the Word. And it flowed deeper and deeper and deeper until it overwhelmed... Come on, you and I, we are not going down, but we're going to float and move in and completely absolved, absorbed by the Spirit of God. Amen? Hallelujah. No lack. No lack. Okay, we, I wish we could spend some time there, but we, we, we don't have time. Now, uh, go with me to Second Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. You know this verse, you can quote this verse, but I, I, I want you to see that you have no lack in liberty. You have no lack in freedom in your life. See, so many times, you know, I, I've made the statement in my times past or I've heard people trying to, uh, to pray with them and minister to them. You know, they said, if I just had freedom, I would do this or I would do that. Well, as long as I make that confession, I'm always looking to attain something. I'm always looking to get somewhere. I've done attained it. I've done got there through Jesus Christ. Amen? And what I'm doing, I'm denying what Jesus done for me on the cross. And if I'm denying what He done for me, I'll never attain it because it's always going to be something that might happen someday, somewhere, when it was took care of 2,000 years ago. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Look at this. Now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Put that up in the Amplified, Sister Victoria. Now the, now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, let's understand that, what He means. that They, they amplify that meaning of liberty. Emancipation. Uh, we, 
we've all studied that in school, but it, it means that everything that would hold you back, everything that would would be a limitation in your life, everything that would say from your past what you could do or couldn't do, you've been made free from that. You're not the same. You're a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen? By the Spirit of God, birthing the Word of God in and through your life. So you've been emancipated from bondage and you have freedom. So that's what we've got to say. You know, I spent so much of my time, I, I would say, Lord, if you'll ever give me liberty, then I'll go preach your word. Guess what? I stayed in the corner. Because I was saying, Lord, if you'll do this, if you'll do that, when he had done, supplied all of my needs. Amen? All of my needs have done been supplied through Christ Jesus. I, 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 Philippians 4.19, I've got to know that. I, I've got to, and I've got to say that. And if I'll get in agreement with the word, the word will take me where I would never be able to go. The Word will perform exactly what it says. Amen. I'll have the liberty. I'll have the, the freedom, the victory. But I'll have the love in this liberty to be a success. So, you, you say, well, how, does, how, do, how can I be assured? I believe that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But how does that apply to me? Let's go to very familiar verses of Scripture. We talked about Romans 8 a while ago. Let's go to Romans 8. I love Romans 8. Romans 7, the Apostle Paul deals with what his life was like before the Holy Ghost. Remember what he said? He said, I don't do what I want to do. and What I want to do, I don't do. And then all of a sudden, he gets filled with the Holy Ghost in Romans chapter 8. And everything about his life changes. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Amen. All right, but let's, let's, we don't have time for all that. Let's drop down to verse number... Uh, uh, Nine, Romans 8 and 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Now see, so many times, uh, you, you know, we argue with that. Okay, I'll argue with that. I won't put you in there with me. I'll just say me. I'll say, Lord, I just feel so fleshly. Well, it doesn't matter what I feel like. I walk by faith, not by sight. Doesn't matter what I feel like, what matters is what the Word says. And the Word tells me here, it says, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. Because I've been born by the Spirit, you've been born by the Spirit. We are not just uh, uh, spirit beings walking around aimlessly. We're spirit beings that are baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Ghost. We're in Him, and He's in us, and He's the head. Amen? So I shall not lack. Notice this. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now this word dwell, it means to occupy a house. Now you know that He dwells in you because you're born again. And you couldn't be born again if the Holy Spirit didn't draw you, right? The Father of God drawed you and He calls you to believe in Jesus. And you... Uh, you were born again, born from above, as Jesus tried to teach Nicodemus in John chapter 3. So, the, the, there's a dwelling presence there. Now, what did he say? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom. You've been emancipated. You, you've been uh, declared free from all of those things. So, when the devil comes up to you and he brings that temptation of the past that used to be a hook in my nose, 
and would pull me right around. And then I'd come weeping back to the altar because I didn't know this verse. I can say, no, devil, no, you don't. I've been emancipated. I have been made free. I have the Spirit of God dwells in me. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I am free. I don't have to talk about my brother. I don't have to talk about my sister. I don't have to badmouth my wife or my husband. I don't have to do any of those things. I can rejoice because I can let the words of God come out of my mouth inspired by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I can speak words of truth, words that are seasoned with salt that will change situations and circumstances. Amen. Now notice what he says. He said in verse number, uh, now, now if any man be not, uh, any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. But verse number 10, and if Christ be in you, say he's in me. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit of life, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, Jesus, he, he once again, he was made sin, Second Corinthians 5.20, that you and I could be made right. We could be made righteous. So I, I have this assurance because just by faith, I, I have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. And, and because I've done that, because you have done that, I have, I, I'm the, the, the temple of the Holy Spirit. I, I'm the tabernacle, I'm the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's liberty. So I don't have to do what I used to do. I don't have to think the way I used to think. I don't have to talk the way I used to talk because I have liberty. I have freedom. I have victory in the one who walked right in the midst of the devil. Think about it. You and I, we meet a few devils at a time. Jesus met so many devils in the garden as he was down praying. The devils were so strong that the, the, the pressure that was on him, uh, I, I can't quote the medical term, but as he sweat great drops of blood, he was to the point of having a death stroke. And, the, and God sent the angels to come and minister to him because he had to die on the cross. He couldn't die there. And you and I, we're not going to die, but where God says we're going to. Amen. We're going to live and we're going to perform the work of the Lord. But he, 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 uh, he met all the demons and he overcome. You and I, we can overcome. Because he overcome the same book. I'm an overcomer. Amen? You have that confidence. You have that assurance. All right, now, uh, now drop on down and look at uh, verse 14. For, I wish we had time to cover all of this. But for as many as are led, say that he's talking about me. For as many as led uh, by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, the children, the sons of God. You're, you're a child of God. Amen? And so you have the leadership of the Spirit of God in you. And if you have the leadership of the Spirit of God in you, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. See, I, I, I was in bondage to certain sins, just like everybody else. Uh, bad language, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, all those things. And as long as I kept uh, asking God to bring me deliverance and victory, I never had what I wanted. But the moment that I realized that through Jesus Christ at the cross, that and, and, and the uh, impartation, the, uh, don't take this wrong, but the insemination of the Word of God into my life, I had everything this Bible said. And, and so I become a child of God. I'm no longer a child of the devil. I have this liberty. I have this victory. You have this liberty. You have this freedom. Now notice what he said. 
he, he said, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Because you've been adopted, you've been named into the family of God. In your home study time, look at Galatians chapter 4 and, and look at uh, how Paul goes into great detail trying to bring out the importance about the child of promise or the child of the flesh. Uh, and, and you and I, we've got to see that the flesh has got to be put out by faith, by the Spirit. And then we, the Spirit of, uh, of the child of the promise, uh, which Isaac is laughter, is joy, amen, that comes manifest in our life. So I lack nothing because I have liberty this morning. Anything that, that you're, you're you, this morning, I feel like there's, there's some things in your life that you want to do. And, and, and you're saying, well, if the Lord would just give me liberty in that, I would do it. The reason why you're having the thought about doing it is because the Spirit of God is flowing in you. Birth, wanting to birth that to life. But there's there going to be some travail. You, you know, before things are born, uh, Sister Sharon, you could tell us, childbirth, Sister Victoria, yeah, you, you know, you could tell us there's some things you've got to do. And, and so there's some travail that goes on, but you, you've got to believe that God wants to birth out of you His promises. And so you have liberty this morning to be able to say no to the devil, no to sin, but say yes to those things that are in the back of your mind. I, I don't know how many times the Lord has spoke to me and I, I didn't... Um, I didn't give it enough attention. And then I lost it. The more that we yield to that spirit in private, the easier he is to yield to in public. And that's what we want to do. We want to yield to him in private. And, and then when we get in a public manifestation, we can yield to him. We can trust him. Okay. Let's go to Psalms 91. Psalms 91. I love this psalm. I wish we had time to look at the whole thing, but we don't. But look at the last three verses. Psalms 91, starting at verse 14. If you're there, say amen. Psalms 91, 14. Because He has set His love upon me. Say, that's me. Come on. We love the Father. Amen. And He loves us. That's how we can love Him, because He first... Oh, isn't that something? Because He has set His love upon me, therefore will I deliver Him. Now, this is God talking to you and I. I will deliver Him. That's liberty. Come on, you're not bondage to any situation and circumstance because God loves you because you have liberty. You have deliverance in your life. It's not something you have to pray down. You have to believe uh, that someday you'll get it if you get holy enough, you get righteous enough. No, you got saved, born again by a holy God. You are of a holy God. So that means you are holy. Amen? Amen. I will set him on high because he has known my name. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about this morning in worship. The name of Jesus. Come on, that name. The name above all other names. That name that's above addiction. Above deceit. Above lies that bind. Above lust that tries to control. Above all of these things. That name, that name of Jesus. That name is the name by which I'm saved. That name by which I'm healed. That name by which I'm delivered. That name by which I live and breathe. Amen? 
the name of Jesus. I shall not lack. Now stay with me. Uh, verse 15. He shall call upon me. That, that I love this. From the Hebrew, this call upon me, it means to address by name. See, you know the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know the name of the Lord. The world doesn't. But you do. You address Him by name. And I might answer Him. Come on, that's the strongest affirmation. In other words, when you call God, you talk to God through the name of Jesus, you have the assurance He's going to answer you. Come on now. Hallelujah. And I will be with Him in trouble. Oh, wait a minute. I thought when I got saved, I wouldn't have no trouble. I tell you, I never had no more trouble than I ever had in my life. The closer I get to God, the more trouble I got. And that's just a reality. Why? Because the devil wants to stop you and I from doing the will and the plan of God. Trouble's going to come, but guess what? Put, put John 16, is it 33? The last, the last verse of the chapter. Uh, These things have I spoken unto you that... In me you might have peace. He, he didn't promise us peace. We talked at John 14, 27, right? But in the world ye shall have... We're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble because you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Greater is he that is in you, in me, than he that is in the world. But be of good cheer. I've got to make up my mind I'm going to be of good cheer. I've got to say I'm going to rejoice. Yes, there's trouble. There, there, there's heartache, there's situations, there's, there's all of these things. But I'm going to be, a, be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus has overcome the world. And if He overcome, I'm an overcomer. If He overcome, you're an overcomer. Amen? I shall not lack. Alright, back, back to Psalms. Now we talked about, uh, I shall not lack in love, I shall not lack in liberty, but I'm going to not lack in life with longevity. Look what He said in verse number 16. Psalms 91, 16. With long life. Woo! Now, why is this so important? Because I'm telling you, there is a young generation. The, 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 not the millennial generation, but them too. But, uh, the, but the millennial generation is going to use the next generation. What is it? Z, X, Z, what? Z. The, the, the Lord is going to, he's getting ready to raise up the, the millennials with a fresh anointing to be able to, to, to reach... Uh, this this younger generation, this Z Z generation, and uh, that generation is going to do some amazing exploits for the Lord. I believe it with all of my heart. But we're going to see that those two generations come together, uh, and, and great things are going to be done. Amen. Great things are going to be done. But why is this so important? Because there is a a, a spirit that is bringing darkness. Uh, and, and that generation is hurting so bad. They're, 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 they're being influenced to, to try different things, to try to fill that void that's in their heart that only Jesus can fill. And, and uh, they're, they're running to and fro, just like uh, the Bible tells us in the last days that they'd run, Daniel talks about it, that they'd run to and fro, and, and, and they're, they're looking for something. And so they're, 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 it's so sad. There's, there's so much darkness and death that's working and, and so we've got to preach a gospel that says that God wants you to have life but he wants you to have a long life he wants you to live out your days he wants you to fulfill your days because you're destined to do what nobody else can do amen with long life will I satisfy 
Him. Now this word satisfy, it, it means to fill with complete satisfaction to where... Have you ever been in a place where uh, you've just been in the presence with the Lord and you know you, you might have had money trouble, you might have had marriage trouble, you might have had... Uh, uh, anger issues or whatever it might be and you got in the presence of the Lord and all of a sudden that presence just melted away all of those feelings and all of those situations. That's what he's talking about. With long life, I will say, I'll fill you with the truth. I, I, I will show you what is greater than what you're seeing, what is permanent, what is eternal, what is uh, brought by my spirit in your life. I'll, I'll, I'll show that to you. With long life, I will satisfy thee and show him, show him my salvation. In other words, there is an anointing when you and I are, are loving on the Lord. We're looking to the Lord. He brings an anointing in our life that causes us from the, the, the Hebrew, it means to cause to see what others can't see. He said, I want you to see my salvation. And, and this salvation here, it's not Yeshua, but it, 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 it's from Yeshua. It, it's Yeshua. And, and, it, and it means deliverance. It means freedom. It means to be wide open. Not in, in the world or in sin, but wide open in the things of God. In other words, uh, the, the, you're, you, that's why you can be of good cheer. You're having tribulation. You're having trouble. But it doesn't have you. <laughs> Come on now. That's a good place to shout. Amen. It's all around you, but it doesn't have you. Amen. Glory be to God. So this is what He wants us to do. He said, I, I want you to know that I, I, I want to satisfy you. I want to show you freedom and liberty and victory by my love. And, and I, I want you to have this long life. Now, let's go to the second witness. I, I, Exodus chapter 23. God always gives us two or three witnesses. Exodus chapter 23, starting... Um, I, I, you need to start in verse 20, but we don't have time. But you need to look at where God sent His angel, capital A. Do you believe in the pre-incarnate Christ? Do you believe in the angel of the Lord? Uh, uh, you need to see how Jesus cuts some enemies off, but we don't have time to look at it. But I want you to see He wants to cut your enemies off this morning. Amen. But for sake of time, uh, look at verse 25. Uh and ye shall serve the Lord your God. In other words, He He is our God. You know, when we call Jesus Lord, uh, Lord means, it's from the Greek word kurios, and it means the one who is supreme in authority, the one who has the final say. So I can't call Jesus Lord if I'm not going to do what He says, right? So I'm going to, of course I'm going to serve Him. You're going to serve Him. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and He shall bless thy bread and thy water. Now, you and I today... We need our bread and water blessed because we don't know what we're eating. We don't know what we're drinking. i never seen, you can buy a loaf of bread and stick it in the cabinet. Used to it would mold in just a little while. It won't even mold now because I don't even know what it is. Are y'all not experiencing that? Donna bought some bread. We don't eat bread. But she bought some bread and uh, for, for some reason or whatever. It was up in the cabinet. I don't know how long. Pulled it out the other day and it wasn't even molded. Uh, something strange now, and, and if you've seen, if you've probably all seen the YouTube videos where they go and they take the McDonald's burger and they store it away. I mean, there's one I was looking at the other day; it had been stored away for six or seven years. 
looks just like it did when they made it. I need the Lord to bless my bread and water. Amen. I, I, I need Him to help me. I need Him to put in my food what's not there. Because it's not there what you need to be healthy. Amen. I will bless your bread and water. And I will. Come on. The strongest affirmation in the English language. I will take sickness out of thy midst. Come on. So in other words, when something's going on in your body. You know, you stand up and you declare what the Word of God says. You say, I've got a covenant with you, Father God. I Now, let, let's understand this because somebody's going to say, well, Greg, you're in the Old Testament. Well, Hebrews 8 and 6 says that I have a better covenant established on better promises in Jesus Christ. He is the mediator of the New Testament, the New Covenant. So, if I've got a better covenant established on better promises, it's got to be better than Exodus 23. And Exodus 23 says that God's children under the old covenant who were not saved, they were not born again like you and I, they did not have the Spirit of God like you and I, that He would bless their bread and water and take sickness out of the midst of them. If I've got a better covenant established on better promises, then I can claim this verse and even more. Amen? So Jesus Christ, His body, uh, he, he was beaten and, 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 and he bled. No bone was broken, but his body was broken because he had to fulfill the Word of God, Psalms 22. But he fulfilled the Word of God that I, by his stripes, might be. That's your and I promise, right? Okay, so he will bless my bread and water. In other words, the things that you and I are taking into us, uh, he will bless that. And what the enemy has planned for harm, God will turn it to good. And he will what? He will take sickness out of the midst. So in the name of Jesus, right now, come on, put your hand on your right hand on your forehead. Lift your left hand to heaven. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, every work of sickness in my body, in my mind, I claim this promise, but even more established on a better covenant, on better promises. Right now, sickness, you are trespassing on God's property. I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Not by my words, but the word of the Lord. The word of the Son of the living God, my Savior. Leave sickness in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You and I, we rejoice in that. We believe that. Come on. It's the name above arthritis. Come on, he's the name above bursitis. He's the name above fibromyalgia. It's the name above diabetes. The name above dementia. Come on, the name above Alzheimer's. The name above neuropathy. All of these things, whatever might be trying to work in our body, Jesus is the healer, amen? He's the answer. And, and, and so, I, I shall not lack in love. I shall not lack in liberty. But I shall not lack in life with longevity. Because God said, I want to show you I want to satisfy you with long life. I want to show you my salvation. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the word for us now. And let's close with a verse that everyone in here can quote. But let's, let's, let's read it and then let's decree it out of our own mouth. John 10.10. 10, John 10.10. 10. We know what Jesus said. The thief comes but to steal, kill, and... But Jesus said, I am come. He come with a purpose. Say, Jesus come with a purpose. So He come to me, He come to you with a purpose. He said, I want you to what? I want you to have life. But I don't want you just to have an ordinary life. I want you to have life with longevity, with joy, with peace. I want you to have an abundant life 
style. I want it to be more. I want it to be so. Remember what Paul wrote to, about uh, in Romans chapter eleven. He said, "I want the, the 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 Gentile church to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy that they might be saved." God wants us blessed so much because He's trying to build this one new man, bringing together a Jew and Gentile and building the body of Christ. He wants you and I to be so blessed that people say, now wait a minute, I'm supposed to have that. I want that. And if they qualify, I want to see why they qualify, how they qualify, and I want to step in it. Amen? That's for us this morning. Okay. So what do we do? We say, Lord... I decree that I take you at your word. I believe that you have come. So, Lord, you have come. I receive you now. And with you, I receive abundant and more life. Oh, glory. Glory. Hallelujah. See, the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants you to think that you... Don't qualify. And we want you to think that you've got to do certain works to qualify. Uh-uh. No. The work was done on Calvary. The work was... The first... You know, the only work that you can do for Jesus, John chapter 6, the first work is to believe. <laughs> that's it. You and I, if we simply believe Him, that's the work that what? That brings salvation. And salvation is Jesus that brings all the promises of God. He's saying yes. All we have to do is say a man. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we trust you. I ask that you would just get a hold of each one of our hearts right now as we submit to you. And if there's any area in our life where we are lacking in some way, by the Spirit of God, help us to be honest with ourselves first, then help us to be honest with you. And as we come in this place of looking in the mirror of the Word of God, Let it bring the reality of where we're at, but where you would have us to be. And help us move forward. Let us come up higher than we've ever been by the word this morning. And in all areas, but specifically in love and liberty and longevity of life. Lord, help us to receive this word this morning where you can propel us into the next step, the next phase of this revival that is coming. Oh, Lord, let it be. Let it be. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I'm I'm dealing with this situation. I'm dealing with this circumstance. and, and, And this is trying to make itself bigger than you are. But I know that nothing is bigger than you. And so I'm going to come. And I'm going to lay my heart on the altar. And I want you just to... Speak a word, a word that I need right now in due season, a timely word that is truth, that truth that you said that would make me free. Because I'm going to leave here different than the way I came. I'm going to leave here and I'm going to be of good cheer because I, yes, there is tribulation, but tribulation doesn't have me. Would you come this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If not, make yourself an altar at your, at your cheer. But don't miss out on what God would do in your life this morning. Uh, this is just as real as it can be. As I walked around these chairs and prayed this out, I prayed this whole message out. I didn't look at the Scriptures. The Holy Ghost just dropped them in my spirit because this is what He wanted this morning. And then He brought the Scriptures out. Would you just allow Him to just minister to you in Jesus' name? Hallelujah.